0: Okay, roll.
1: Turn your radio on,
0: turn your radio on and listen to the music in the air. Yes, let's
2: see. I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker. River
1: Radio. Hello? This is only a test. This radio station will remain on the air, day and night.
0: Across the Thames Valley. Turn
2: on the radio and let's have some music. Turn
0: it on the way up. River. Ah! Turn it on the way up. Radio. Spread the word.
3: Hello, this is Amelia Fish. I am a registered associate nutritionist and you are listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food. I have a bit of a different show to you today as I am in the studio on my own and I'm going to be diving in and breaking down questions around supplements and so-called superfoods such as, are they healthy? Do I need them to be healthy? When may they be appropriate and can they cause any harm? If you have any questions for me on today's show, you can message me on our Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at amelia at river.radio. I would just firstly like to say about superfoods and supplements, if you are considering the use of supplements, um, this show is generic advice and please do discuss, um, if you're thinking about it, please do discuss them specifically with your healthcare professional to ensure that they are suitable and right for you. So we are going to dive into it. into today's show and I'm very excited about that Um, and we are going to start by asking the big question and it's one of the ones that I am most commonly asked in my practice as a nutritionist and that is, do I need supplements to be healthy? And the simple answer is that for a healthy individual who is able to eat all foods, whether that's um, because of dietary preferences or restrictions, that no, you do not need supplements to be healthy. Now, that could be the end of today's show, but that wouldn't make a very long show for us. And that is because there are some exceptions to this principle. um, And there are some supplements that are more commonly taken and some that are more commonly talked about. So that's the ones that we're going to dive into today and really see... uh, are they necessary for some people? Um, and when are they most appropriate? So, the first question that we have to answer on this uh, is what are supplements? Now, as the name implies, supplements are there, they are any type of product that supplement our diet. Um, and it's with nutrients, and specifically and important to say here, it's supplementing our diets with nutrients that are already missing from our dietary patterns. And why might they be missing? Well, that could be for a whole variety of reasons. For example, a restrictive diet, maybe if you're following a vegan dietary pattern, or there are some health conditions as well, but also some vitamins um, are less likely to come by in our diet, and these are the ones that we are going to be diving into today. Dietary supplements are available in a variety of forms including tablets, capsules, gummies, sprays and powders Um, and the most thing with taking them if it is right for you and your dietary pattern and lifestyle and advised by a healthcare professional it's generally picking the one that's most suited to you and your lifestyle but yes please do discuss the use of them with a healthcare professional to ensure they are suitable for you. But now we are going to dive into a bit of the generic advice around them. So f- the first one that I wanted to talk with you guys about today was vitamin D. And that is classically known as our sunshine vitamin. And it's the one that has a universal recommendation for people to consider taking. So let's talk about why and what Uh, why the recommendation is there, where could we find it throughout food and how much should we be taking if we are considering it? So what's the first question there was, what is vitamin D? Um, Vitamin D, our sunshine vitamin, why is it called that? Well that's because the main source of vitamin D is sunlight Um, and when sunlight hits our skin um, it then is absorbed and it goes through a couple of processes through our body, through our liver, through our kidneys that activate it and make it um, an active form of vitamins to have functions in our body. Vitamin D is an interesting one though um, and because Even though we call it a vitamin, it's not actually a vitamin, it is a hormone and we can make it in our bodies. Whereas with a lot of the other vitamins, such as vitamin C, we have to have that through our diet. Now, saying that, um, as you may be aware in the UK, it is not sunny all the time and that's where the recommendation comes in for a supplement. But before we get into that recommendation, what does vitamin D do? Like, why should we be trying to have it through our diet? Why should we consider a supplement? Well, that comes down to what vitamin D does. Now, vitamin D works with a couple of other minerals called calcium and phosphorus to support our healthy bones, teeth and muscles. It also is important for our muscle strength and preventing diseases and illnesses such as osteomalacia um, and preventing rickets and preventing osteoporosis. So these are all things, you know, to do with our bones and our bone health. So it's important that we have vitamin D to support our bone health. Um, So and that's an interesting one because. Commonly, we'll see things like calcium. That's really important for our bone health. But even if you were to have a diet rich in calcium, without the vitamin D, and the vitamin D is there to help us absorb calcium, um, uh, we we will not be able to have healthy bones because we can't absorb the calcium. So vitamin D is very important. It also has a couple of other roles in our bodies, uh, specifically regarding supporting our immune system. So that's why we need it we've learned where it comes from, uh, mainly from sunlight. There are a few dietary sources, for example, some mushrooms that have been exposed to sunlight um, and also things like liver and egg yolks. But the best source we have is through our diet. Um, Sorry, (laughs) is through sunlight. Um, And as I said at the beginning, we do not always get enough sunlight, especially during the winter months. So there are some recommendations around it and for all adults and children aged one year and older the recommendation is to consider taking a 10 microgram supplement of vitamin g or vitamin d during the autumn and winter months now there are some groups who are um, at higher risk of vitamin d deficiency Uh, you know people who spend more time indoors Um, or people who cover their skin whilst going outside and also people who are older. So it is uh, recommended that for those people who are at higher risk to take that supplement all year long. Um, And especially, you know, over the past few years, more of us did spend more time inside. We were getting less incidental uh, sunlight exposure because we were spending more time inside. So there is that consideration as well. But the recommendation currently is 10 micrograms of vitamin D per day during the autumn and winter months and to consider taking that um, for adults and children over the age of one. If you're worried about being vitamin D deficient or um, unsure about this recommendation, chat with your healthcare professional and they'll be able to give you some more advice on this. Um, And also for babies uh, under the age of one, they'll be able to give you some further advice on that too. Now, today... It's a very sunny day. It's been sunny all week long and that's why another reason I wanted to start with our vitamin D, our sunshine vitamin, but it also means that I have planned some songs throughout today's episode that are all going to be, you know, upbeat, all about the sunshine, the summer um, and really getting on board with that vibe. So, uh, Secondary to that, we are going to be playing a song today called Summer Breeze. Some of you may have heard of it. It's a very popular song um, by and- Seals and Crofts. I hope you enjoy. Turn your radio
2: on, turn your radio on and listen to the music in the air. Yes, let's see. I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker.
1: the Radio. Hello? This is only a test. This radio station will remain on the air day and night.
0: Across the Thames Valley Turn on the radio and let's have some music on the way up River up, up, up. Run it the way up Radio up. Spread the word
1: See the curtains hanging in the window on a Friday night, little light is shining through the window. Lets me know everything's alright. Summer breeze makes me feel fine, blowing through the river, jasmine of my. Laying on the sidewalk, a little music from the house next door. So I walked on up to the doorstep, through the screen and across the floor. Summer dreams. come home From a hard day's work And you're waiting there i can care in the world See the smile waiting in the kitchen Food cooking on the plates for two Feel the arms that reach out to hold me In the evening when the day is through
3: Great way to kick off today's show, um, all with summery songs. It's such a good one to start to start with, um, and I hope you're going to enjoy some of the other ones that I've got in our lineup today. This is Amelia Fish. I am a registered associate nutritionist, and you are currently listening to the Reset on River Radio. This show is all about. Uh, shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food and today we are diving into a big question and breaking it down all about um, so-called superfoods and supplements. We have so far we are chatting about do we need them to be healthy Um, and so far we've answered that as no we do not need them to be healthy but now we're diving into some more of the questions on when may they be appropriate and later on we'll be talking about and can they cause any harm. So, coming up now in the show, we are going to be talking about the consideration for supplements when following a plant based diet. If you have any questions for me today about today's show, you can message us in on our Instagram at River Radio Live or email me directly at Amelia at river.radio. So, how about supplements when following a plant based diet? Now, this is quite often spoken about um, in clinic. I get asked questions all the time about um, so, but what if I'm cutting out this food group, you know, maybe for ethical reasons or environmental reasons? Um, where am I going to get all of my different vitamins and minerals from? And an important thing to say here is that you absolutely can follow a balanced diet that does contain all of your vitamins and minerals uh, if you are following a plant-based diet, if you are following a vegan diet but there are a couple of um, vitamins and minerals that you may need to consider supplementing as part of that diet and maybe that's a supplement or maybe it's a fortified food. And we're going to dive into two of those today. So, with the vegan diet, again, we're, we've already chatted about uh, vitamin D, and that's one to also consider. But today, we're going to specifically dive into vitamin B12 and iodine regarding plant-based diet so let's start with vitamin b12 probably for me one of the most commonly spoken about when following a vegan diet and that is because the main food sources of vitamin b12 are meat fish dairy products and eggs um, all of which do not form part of a vegan diet and the only reliable vegan sources of vitamin b12 would be fortified foods with b12 for example there are some plant-based milks some soya products and some breakfast cereals but also vitamin b12 supplements So why do we need vitamin B12 in our diet? I guess that's the first and most important question to consider when we're thinking about um, whether it's something that we should supplement or not if it's not in our diets. And low vitamin B12 uh, can cause things such as anemia and it can cause some problems with our nervous system. So it is very important that we do have it in our diet. Um, And when we're considering vitamin B12 as a vegan product, uh, whether it's uh, from supplements, fortified foods or animal products, it actually comes from microorganisms. And a a big B12 product you might see on the market is something called nutritional yeast. Um, And it is important that we get enough through our diets. So the question, how do we get vitamin B12 when following a vegan diet? Well, there's three options for you, really. Uh, The first one is uh, having foods fortified with vitamin B12 two to three times a day to get at least three uh, micrograms of vitamin B12. Uh, This can be, as I said earlier, breakfast cereals, soya products and things like that, and also plant-based milks. A really important thing to do is even if it says on the front of the packet fortifies with vitamin B12, please check the label and check how much is in it. Uh, For example, if you had a fortified plant based milk containing one microgram of vitamin B12, then you would need three servings of that a day to to provide you with adequate vitamin B12. Another option would be to take one vitamin B12 supplement per week that provides at least 10 micrograms or uh, sorry, <laughs> I got conv- I was, um, one vitamin B12 supplement per day providing at least 10 micrograms of vitamin B12 or a weekly B12 supplement providing at least 2000 micrograms. So they're your three options to make sure that we're getting enough vitamin B12 if following maybe a restrictive dietary pattern that does not include any animal and animal products um, to make sure you get enough. An important like uh, disclaimer on that is this really is mainly for people following a vegan diet and not so appropriate for people following a vegetarian diet. Dietary pattern that is because, um, as I said before, that vitamin B12 is also in things like dairy products and eggs, so you can get enough through those products as we only need a very small amount in our diets. Again, if you are thinking about this or um, not sure if you should or should not be taking one, chat with your healthcare professional, such as your GP, and they can give you a bit more f- further advice specifically for you on that. Now, the other supplement or the other m- nutrient I should say uh that we said that we'd speak about today regarding um supplementing on a plant- based diet was iodine now, I do think personally at least that this is one that's slightly less spoken about um and I think that's because it's just it's just not so well known as as a a nutrient, so I guess Let's again start with what is iodine and what does it do? Well, our body uses iodine to make thyroid, thyroid hormones. Um, and these hormones control how fast all of the cells in our body work. Um, and the main source... So there's lots of different sources of iodine. Um, and it comes in things like plant-based products, such as whole grains, kale and potatoes with their skins on. However... And this is important, however, because most plant foods do tend to be low in iodine. And there's also actually no reliable way of knowing how much iodine is in the plant food product because it's very dependent on how much iodine is in the soil. And that's dependent on where you live within a country and within the world. So what's the other source and where do most people in the UK get their iodine from? That's cow's milk. Um, and that uh actually really reduced the rates of deficiency in the UK um uh when when um it started going into cow's milk. However, as we've seen lately, uh, consumption of cow's milk has gone down with increases in vegetarian and vegan dietary patterns. Um, And as such, we have seen a rise in deficiency of iodine. So it is important that if cow's milk does not form a part of your dietary pattern to consider having a uh, iodine supplement. Now, you might commonly hear about also iodized salt, which is a source of iodine. However, um, as a public health recommendation, it is to cut down on the amount of salt that we have. The recommendation is to have no more than six grams of salt per day. But in the UK, we're generally exceeding this, eating on average more than eight grams of salt per day. So iodized salt is not a great alternative. So... The question is, where can people following a plant-based diet who do not, um, who where cow's milk does not form part of their dietary pattern, get it from? Well, there is one form, which is seaweed. Um, But although it's a rich source, there are many reasons why we should not be relying on this. Um, And that is because the iodine content in seaweed is variable and sometimes actually can be too high um so another so there is the recommendation f- to potentially consider a supplement of a, up to hundred and fifty micrograms of iodine per day please uh it's also recommended though to not exceed this and that's actually a really important point to say regarding all supplements to not exceed the daily recommendations because they're in some forms these supplements can be dangerous in too higher quantities. So make sure that you're not consuming too much of them. Um the other alternative for people forming Uh, following plant-based diets is actually for plant-based milks and uh, we've seen a lot of brands in recent years become really good at fortifying their plant-based milks as we said earlier that cow's milk is generally the best source in the UK for iodine and we are seeing more and more plant-based milks become fortified however not all are so please do check your labeling for that Now I think that's quite a lot of chatting from me for now so I am going to play you another song and we are going to play Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison for you coming up here Um, and after that we're going to talk about some other times when a supplement may be considered
0: Across the Thames Valley One more time Across the Thames Valley This this is River Radio Well, now for
1: some pop music Try this
2: go, days when the rains came, down in the hollow, playing a new game, laughing and running, hey, hey, skipping and jumping, in the misty morning fog with, oh, a hearts sit thumping, and you, a brown-eyed girl. <SP1> Remember we used to sing? Sha la 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 just like that. Sha la 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 da. You have grown, cast my memory back fair lot. Sometimes I'm overcome, thinking about it. making love in the green grass. Behind the stadium with you, my bright eyed girl. And you my bright eyed girl? Do you remember when? We used to sing
1: Radio.
0: sha la la
4: That's my, my hidden treasure chest Golden grand piano My beauty focused E.O.U Ooh, you Ooh, I'd leave it all. My acres of a land I've achieved It may be hard for you to Stop and believe, but for you Ooh, you Ooh, I'd be Ooh, for you Adivido Over you Ooh Ooh I Adivido Give me one good reason Why I should never make a change Baby if you want me Then all of this will go So much if you take my hand, but for you, ooh, you, you, ooh, I'd lose it all. Oh, for you, ooh, you, you, I'd lose it all. And give me one good reason why I should never make a change. My, my hidden treasure chest, golden grime piano, my beautiful
3: Castillo, you, Ooh, you, Ooh, I'd leave it all. Some very lovely, very summery songs going on just then. Um, You have listened to um, two songs back to back. There were "Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison and also "Budapest" by George Ezra. I can't go wrong with some of those songs when you're when you're fancy a summery tunes to such beautiful weather as we've been having the past few weeks. This is Amelia Fish. I am a registered associate nutritionist and you are listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food. Today I've been chatting with you guys all about supplements, uh, common myths that we have around them and addressing do we need them to be healthy. Um, and We've already answered that and we've said, no, we do not need supplements to be healthy. Um, If we are a generally healthy adult um, with no other health conditions and able to eat a diet which is nourishing and balanced and can, can Provide us with all of the nutrients that we need. Now, as we said, there are some exceptions to that. Um, We went over vitamin D and the universal recommendation that we have for vitamin D for adults to consider taking a supplement, and that's because we have less access to sunlight in the UK. Um, And then we went over some people who may uh, require a supplement because they follow more of a restrictive dietary pattern. For example, people following a vegan diet, um, and they may be following that for a whole variety of reasons um, two really main supplements to consider taking there are the vitamin b12 and the iodine now i just have to say that this is all generic advice and recommendations um, and if you are thinking about taking the supplement yourself please do discuss that with a healthcare professional such as a registered dietitian or your gp um, and they'll be able to advise you further Now, what are some other situations or um, experiences that, you know, you may consider taking a supplement in? Um, And one of those situations would be certain life stages. So the example that we're going to use today is pregnancy. Um, And there is a recommendation uh, for folic acid. This is also known as folate or vitamin B9. Now, folic acid um, is important during pregnancy as it is essential for formation of DNA within every uh, body cell um, and allows them all to replicate. It is found naturally in a variety of foods. um, And also there are some foods that are fortified with uh, folate too. Um, for example, uh, flour is now fortified with uh, folate. Um, it's important to note as well, though, that it is a water-soluble vitamin. Um, so, just an overview for that: we have vitamins um, A, A, D, E, and K, which are our fat-soluble vitamins, and then we have the B vitamins, um, and C. Vitamin C are also water-soluble, and this means with the water-soluble ones that they dissolve easily in water so it's a consideration to make that when we're cooking uh things such as vegetables in water that we'll be losing some of those water soluble vitamins including vitamin b9 now the majority of us can get uh, enough vitamin B9 through our diet um, in general. However, there is a higher, uh, there is a recommendation for women who are currently pregnant or trying to conceive um, to become pregnant. Um, a recommendation of 400 micrograms of folic acid daily from preconception until 12 weeks of pregnancy there are some other recommendations uh, for people who are at higher risk um, but please do chat with your healthcare professional about them um, but it's just one to highlight for you um, and one to consider um, if you are at that stage of your life but do chat with your your gp or um, um about that um There is one other situation that I wanted to cover in this little bit of the show, which is uh, certain medical conditions uh, we may need to supplement as well. For example, um, if your GP uh, has diagnosed you with an iron deficiency, they then may chat with you further about iron. The majority of us, however, can get enough iron through our diets. And that's one that I really wanted to, you know, uh, highlight to you today, because, so commonly I see people who are following a vegetarian diet and they then are highly worried that they're not going to get enough iron. Now this is one of the myths that we wanted to bust um, and it is perfectly possible to get enough iron through a plant-based diet as there's many iron plant-based sources Um, So we do not need them in general. For example, uh, you know, soy products like tofu, but also our beans and lentils, nuts and dark leafy greens will provide us with plant based sources of iron. Um, If you are worried about being deficient in iron, please do not just take an iron supplement, please go to your GP who will be able to do a blood test for you and actually see if you need it because there are some harms of taking too much iron. So yes, absolutely go go to your GP and chat with them about that if it is a concern for you um and your doctor will recommend something for you and there are a few other medical conditions um as well where you know uh supplementing may be necessary and I just wanted to put, point that out as an exception from from the rule that we're generally chatting about and to make sure that you're able to go to your GP and ask for some further advice about that or your registered dietitian, who can be able to point you further in the direction of getting some more support um As, you know, we've busted the myth that we do not need in general uh, supplements to be healthy, but we can't just give that blanket recommendation uh, as there's so many exceptions to this rule. So I just wanted to highlight a few of them for you today. Um... But yeah, I'm excited to be coming on after the next song because we're going to be chatting with you about a couple of other considerations with supplements. And do stick around because we're then going to be uh, heading on to chatting about these so-called superfoods. So now I'm going to play for you another song and it's going to be Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles.
0: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This... This is River Radio. Well, now for some summer evening.
5: And it sounds just like a song. I want more berries. And that summer feeling. It's so wonderful and warm. Breathe me in. Breathe me out. sugar high want a new sugar high want a sugar high want a sugar high want a sugar high
3: Hello, this is Amelia Fish and you are listening to The Reset on River Radio. Today we are chatting all about supplements and superfoods and do we really need them to be healthy. Uh, So before we get on to a bit more about superfoods, I just wanted to have some considerations about do we really need to take either supplements or superfoods. So the first uh, point that I wanted you to consider is, is it really worth the money? many supplements and superfoods can be very expensive um, lots more than other products on the market that can contribute to a healthy and balanced diet and many of them don't have proven health benefits you know they claim um, things above and beyond to boost our immune system or to delay aging but in fact there is very limited evidence for these Uh, so do consider um, if you need If you really need them, um, because quite often, unfortunately, they can be a waste of our money. And um, I often talk about forming a sustainable diet. And for me, a sustainable diet is one that is sustainable for us us in the long term, uh, both socially. um, We enjoy it. It supports both our health and the health in the environment but also it's economically sustainable for us. So maybe supplements might not always be economically uh, sustainable there. Um, there are also some risks with certain supplements. Um, for example, uh, it's very important to point out that vitamin A, it's a fat-soluble vitamin, and we were chatting a little bit about this earlier. Um, but that also, so it means that it will not, um, we will not actively excrete it in our urine. Uh, so uh, we it's much easier to take, Uh, you know, to higher doses. And in too higher doses in certain situations, it can be harmful. Um, Again, vitamin E can also cause further harm. So as does iron. Iron, we don't have an active excretion pathway for it. So please do really consider um, these ones extra carefully. um, And know that inappropriate use with some supplements can be harmful Uh, so it's just a consideration there and if you're not sure again talk with your healthcare professional which brings me on to my next point which if considering taking a supplement please talk with your healthcare professional to ensure that it is suitable and safe for you. Uh, So they are some considerations that I just wanted to give you you know midway through the show coming you know maybe a, a two thirds of the way through the show uh, just to point out some considerations there. Um, So I'm going to play you another song now Uh, we're going to play Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder and then after this I'm going to be getting a lot more into superfoods with you. I hope you enjoy
0: Across the Thames Valley One more time. Across the Thames Valley This, this is River Radio
1: Well now for some fuck music vibes.
3: Hello, this is Amelia Fish, and you are currently listening to The Reset on River Radio. This show is all about nutrition and shaking off those common myths and misconceptions around food, um, which brings me perfectly on to what we are chatting about on today's show, um, which is effectively shaking off some common myths and misconceptions around supplements and superfoods, and do we need them to be healthy? so let's dive into the next part so we've already chatted about that and uh supplements um and we've said we do not need them to be healthy um however there are certain situations where they may be considered to support our overall health and get making sure that we get a balanced diet um but then we get on to, do we need superfoods to be healthy? And I'm going to say so-called superfoods. Um, so what, what are these so-called superfoods? Well, the word itself does not have a universal definition, but it has been interpreted to mean, um, I guess, superiorly nutritious foods which benefits our health. Um, quite often, I would suggest that they have a bit of a health halo around them. Um, and they have included things such as cocoa powder, blueberries, acai berries, maca powder, matcha powder and chia seeds. Um, and quite often we see them advertised, you know, in the media using uh, words such as to boost or, you know, uh all of these different kinds of advertising and marketing techniques which makes us think that we need them to be healthy. However, that might not be so true. So let's dive into why that might be. Well, there's a couple of factors that go on there. So, especially regarding the health factor and a lot of the health claims around them, Quite often the research is limiting in these areas um, and a lot of it, you know, it's taken from one small study uh, that can't be generalised to the wider population or we can't find a causal factor there. Um, And a large part of why we may think that um, or maybe influenced to think that they support our health is because of the influence of media and marketing. Um, It's commonly used as a marketing strategy and words such as super uh, have lots of you know uh, searches online on Instagram and they often um, and other social media platforms and what they do is that they directly influence the consumer's choice you know something says if you've got a packet of something in front of you that says super you're like yeah that's going to be good for me but unfortunately that's not always the case. There's a couple of reasons why, you know, these so-called superfoods might actually not be so super too. Um, One of the reasons, and I spoke about it with supplements, is that they're not as accessible to people uh, because the price point is even higher for them. Um, also they can have a social impact on the communities producing them for example we often see uh, things like quinoa as more superior and and, um, more superior to I guess things like brown rice Um, however you know the importing of these products and and you know the increased demand in different parts of the world can have an impact on the societies where they are naturally grown so you know there's lots of factors to consider when uh, thinking: Do should I have these superfoods as part of my diet? Now, that is not to say uh, that so-called superfoods should not be part of our diet and do not contribute to our health. Because both of those things, they can. It's just to say we do not need them to be healthy. So. Do not worry if you don't like them, you know, not everyone likes things like acai berries and blueberries Um, and do not worry if you, they are not accessible to you. Foods advertised as super, uh, you know, they can uh, contribute to our health but just so can every other food, you know, we just need to consider eating a balanced and Diet that nourishes our health and nourishes our soul, and that one that you enjoy. So, the point there being, you do not need to have superfoods to be healthy. If you enjoy them and they are safe for you to eat, absolutely go ahead and have them as part of a balanced and sustainable diet. Now, I've said that a few times today a balanced and sustainable diet, um, especially considering that we've been chatting about. the import the consideration of whether we should or should not have superfoods and uh or so-called superfoods and supplements as part of our diet um and I guess the the thing that we're saying is we do not need them if we're having a balanced and sustainable diet so what does that mean I need to answer that question for all of you really don't I um And I've got five points to go through with you. And I hope that this is some advice that you're able to take away with you from today's show. So what does a balanced and sustainable diet look like? Firstly, it's including plenty of fruits and vegetables in our diets. You know, having a whole variety of them and aiming to include at least five a day is the recommendation. Um, If you can include more, Absolutely go for it. Um, But the key here is including variety. So um, if you have one berry, uh, like strawberries, then try blueberries. Um, If you're having bananas, maybe try oranges mix it up throughout the days because having, um, research has shown having thir- more than 30 different types of plant-based foods a week has been shown to support our gut microbiome composition, so our gut health, which has an impact on our overall body's health. It's important to say there that I was talking about plant based foods, so that includes both fruits and vegetables, but also whole grains, nuts, beans, legumes. So, absolutely go for a variety of plant based foods there. The second point to have a balanced and sustainable diet is. Make sure you include some starchy foods that um, are going to provide us with energy, such as whole grain bread, potatoes, brown rice and pasta, and have them with every meal. They're made up from glucose, which is really important for the energy in our body. Um, And it is important that if we can to choose the whole grain options, as they provide us with even more fibre in our diets. Um, the recommendation there being to have more than 30 grams of fibre a day and currently in the UK we're not quite hitting that on average so absolutely using that as an opportunity to get more fibre in our diets. Uh, The third thing to contribute to a balanced and sustainable diet is including some milk and dairy foods um, or a dairy free alternative that is fortified, especially with calcium. But also look on that packet, see if there's B12 and iodine in there, especially if you are following a vegan dietary pattern. Um, And the recommendation is that for adults to have two to three servings per day to reach the amount of calcium that we need. The fourth point that we wanted to cover today is to include some uh, protein in our diet too. Now, that may come from meat or other animal-based foods, or it, in plant-based diets, it includes things like beans and pulses. And to try and aim for about two portions a day. Um, regarding including, you know, meat in our diet, the recommendation is to reduce this where we can. You don't need to cut it out completely if you don't want to, but where possible to try to try and reduce it a bit and replace it with plant-based sources of protein. The fifth and final point here is to uh, try and reduce foods that are high in salt, sugar and saturated fat. Um, this is because they can all have uh, a negative effect on our health in certain ways but importantly though i did not say cut out it's just to try and reduce them where possible so for example with salt as we've covered that today with the iodine it's to have less than six grams of salt per day and just being aware you know what's um on the labels of products uh, what are they saying because with salt about 70 percent of the salt that we eat is already added to products that we that we eat so make sure to read the labels and have a think about that too and I know I said I was only going to do five points here, but I think we'll give an extra one just just for luck. And that's because we've been chatting about having a balanced and sustainable diet. And a sustainable diet is one that's sustainable for you in the long term. So make sure that it's one that you enjoy. So our overall message from today's show uh, regarding uh, the consideration of supplements and so-called superfoods. Um, If you are a healthy adult who eats a variety of foods and has a balanced, sustainable and nourishing diet, no, we do not need them to be healthy. In some situations, we may consider supplements. Please do chat with your healthcare professional about this to make sure that it is suitable for you. And with so-called superfoods, we do not need them to be healthy. But if it is something that you enjoy and forms part of a balanced and sustainable diet for you, Absolutely go ahead and enjoy them. I can't believe it, but we are now at the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening to River Radio and The Reset today. If you have missed any of today's show or would like to listen again, you can find The Reset on the the River Radio website, river.radio, or on most podcast platforms such as Apple and Spotify. I'll be back the same time next week with another show, but until then, keep on listening to River Radio, and coming up next, you have Stage Door. I'm going to end this show with another summary song, which is Lovely Day by Bill Weathers. Enjoy, and I will see you soon.
0: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This this is River Radio. Woo!
1: Well, now for some pop music. Try this.
6: When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning, love bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be
0: i